hello, hello, and welcome to Salon Stories, the podcast that dives uh, a little deeper into the uh, salon industry and the people that make it run. Uh, I'm Josh Reist, and with me is my wonderful co-host, colleague, um, and dare I say dear friend, Kayleigh McCluskey. Oh, that's a lovely intro, Josh. Dear friend, I like that. So on this week's podcast, we're joined by a rather remarkable woman. She's a podcaster herself, YouTuber, blogger, and the owner of an award-winning salon, which is called N7 Collective. And this is Fran. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Fran. Thank you for having me. I well, we are so excited. Um, Kelly's been very excited to meet you in particular. I, I think you've got <laughs> an awful lot in common with the way you see the world. I know. I am literally buzzing. So last night, um, Josh told me about your podcast. So I went on and listened to it, and I came away absolutely buzzing because you were so into the law of attraction, and I live for that. Literally, Thank I have you. books on it. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm literally looking at what I call my Bible right now. It's Day Universe, 200 mini meditations for instant manifestations. It's a book by Sarah Prout. I don't know if you've read that one. No, I haven't, but I have heard of Sarah Prout. But do you know what? A lot of it, I think it's all pretty much the same. It's all pretty simple. It's just applying it consistently in your life. So the fact that you have that and you just have it there and you do it every day, it's half the battle. Oh my gosh, yeah. So then when I was like looking into you and you have the, you know, the award-winning best tanning salon, I was thinking, because you're into law of attraction, I was like, you know what? I bet Francesca, before this even happened, she was there in her mind. She won that award. She was holding that award because that's how law of attraction works. You are literally there. And then it's like cosmic order, isn't it? You put it out to the universe and then that's what you get. So I'm there thinking, right, this is how Francesca is where she is today. And I just think it's incredible that you are just so into this. Well, I think what's the point in just being a spray tanner or what's the point in just doing beauty? You might as well be the absolute best in the business. You might as well be the person that gets asked to go on TV. You might as well be the person that gets the award saying that you are the best tanning salon in London. I don't see the point in doing it and being mediocre. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think any job, even look at Mrs. Hinch with cleaning. Who would have thought cleaning could be fun? Who would have thought that spray tanning naked people could be fun? But actually, if you become good at it and you get to do all these exciting things and meet celebrities it becomes the best job in the world exactly and then I was obviously having a little bit of stock and you know your your salon you've got Kerry Katona you know you know Amber Rose and I was just like oh my gosh this woman is incredible because you don't just get there by half-arsing something you get there by actually working hard and doing it. And I just know you put it out there to the universe with your law of attraction and where you are is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So well done. Yeah, for- when you started the salon business, did you ever think that you would be sort of like catering to uh, like brushing shoulders with the stars or anything like that? Or is, did you just want to have like your own business and that's what was the drive no I knew that it was going to be popular with celebrities and actually the reason I first became popular with celebrities is my husband my ex-husband and I moved to an apartment in Shoreditch and it was a penthouse apartment in a quite a private building and so a lot of celebrities don't want to go to 
a big tanning salon where they could be packed outside and it says spray tans, 20 pounds outside. <laughs> so I just said, I marketed it rather than, you know, when I first moved there, I said to my ex-husband, I was like, I don't know if people are going to think it's a bit weird coming into my home. I'll press the lift, come up to the fifth floor. It's a bit like a brothel. But actually, I don't <laughs> That's how I felt. I've <laughs> got some nail varnish and I marked my buzzer with red because I wanted, because people used to press my neighbours. It's I the choice that, of red, yeah. That, that was where your issue is, I think. Well, <laughs> But I just thought, actually, rather than it being a negative of like, oh, you've got to come to my apartment, I turned it into a positive of being like, it's a private location. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not, you're not going to be seen here. It's completely private. It's one-on-one. So I think it's just about finding your supposed negative in your business and turning them into positives i.e if you don't have a location at all you get to be mobile like people love mobile so just always find your positive it's it's quite comfortable as well isn't it for you know with these celebrities it's like say you haven't got the paparazzi outside they know they can just go into your home where it's private they feel safe they feel comfortable with you and then they can leave without having like say people there watching them seeing them so how you've done that is absolutely amazing yes so I don't see that like you you just start a salon and then immediately you've got like stars and celebrities coming to your door. Like, where where did this all start for you? Did did you always want to go into beauty and, and... So straight after school, I actually did go into beauty school and I absolutely mm. hated it. And <laughs> I just didn't want to spend my life working in a salon for like six pounds an hour. It just was not yeah. my vibe. And I actually went on to become a writer. I wrote a book and I didn't touch beauty for about 10 years. Then my sister got skin cancer in her leg. Uh-huh. And at the time, we're from Essex, we do a lot of sunbeds. And mm. I was like, my sister could die like from us just wanting to be tanned. And we were too vain to say, okay, we just won't be tanned anymore. And so I just decided to invest in a little spray tan course for my birthday. And the idea was, was that I would spray tan one to two people a week. And then with that money, I would myself get a spray tan and therefore I could be tanned and safe and whatever. And it just spiraled from there. Every night I'd get home from work at six o'clock and I'd be tanning people in my little kitchen in London till like 10 o'clock at night. I had Kenzie from what's that what's that band called uh blazing squad I had oh my gosh naked on my sofa and I was like you know what <laughs> oh it's well who has <laughs> hey babe <laughs> I, it wasn't as pleasant as you'd think and oh, I was okay. like I need to move this out of my little apartment I need to upscale this and luckily it was my ex-husband who for all his faults, he did persuade me to quit my job and actually pursue this as a full-time career. And I'm so, so glad he did. And I was lucky because my sister used to be head of PR for ASOS. And at nighttime, she just used to teach me how to do PR. Um, I'm quite good at writing. So I'm able to write really good emails to people. I'm able to promote myself quite well, which I think in the beauty industry, that side of the business is always kind of, it's either outsourced to a man who can do it or it just isn't promoted at all. So these girls have all the skills, but they just don't have a way to project it. So I just used to message people and say, look, I'm in central London. I have a car. I can come to you. Basically, I was just pimping myself. I was like, I will come and give you a spray tan. <laughs> Do you remember Ashleen Horgan Wallace from um, Big Brother? Do you remember Ashleen? She was oh, big at the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do so remember she, her. Yes. 
We lived right out in Harrow. And I was like, I will come to your house and just spray tan you for free. It took up a whole evening. I didn't get paid anything for it. But my God, did I pimp that out on my social media the next day. I could then say I had my first celebrity client. And that's really all it takes is just getting the ball rolling and get your first person in. And then people are like, oh, maybe I can trust her. Um, And then after that, that's just how it snowballed. Um, we were sort of looking through your, um, I, I have to say, massively impressive resume uh, and all the things you, you, you've you done, like you, you've worked on, am I right? I think you've worked with on TOWIE and like uh, MTV, Channel 4 yep. on TV. Undercover Boss, I tanned live on Loose Women. I'd say that was yes. my highlight. <laughs> but you've, you've tanned live. So who did you tan? Uh, Ruth Langsford and it was live TV so that was and I was actually about eight months pregnant so that was pretty stressful (laughs) oh jeez do you only do promo work when you're pregnant yeah (laughs) I'm 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 pregnant but but better get out there to promote the stuff Yeah, that that was really stressful. And I only had an hour's notice to get to the studio. So they just called me and they were like, can you come and do a spray tan in the studio? And I live in, well, I used to live in Islington, North London, and the studios Mm. were on the South Bank. So like, we've got a car coming to you in 20 minutes. And I was like, okay. So I just had to quickly (laughs) gather all of my stuff together. And luckily everything went kind of without a hitch I mean she didn't get undressed or anything so trying to spray tan a clothed woman was very very difficult yeah but um but it was really interesting did you just have to do like a hand or like a forearm or something I did her legs I did her legs but then she had her co-hosts I think it's Shirley Houston I don't know her name but she was like don't tan her dress don't get it on her dress and I was like it's washable it was (laughs) (laughs) very dramatic that that's the beauty of tan though isn't it it does come out of clothes yeah I um when I was at college I paid to do a spray tanning course as well now when I worked into in a salon I was spray tanning and I absolutely loved it and people used to be nervous and I think that's something that you know clients need to understand that you don't need to be nervous because all we're looking at as a spray tanner which I know you'll agree Francesca is a canvas that is yeah. literally yes. The, who is stood there? You you know you don't look at them as a body. You look at them as literally a blank canvas. Like right, I need to spray here, spray down here, because you don't want to leave someone like looking like a zebra, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I have quite a lot of celebrities that come into the salon regularly now. I, we have Patsy Kensit come in almost every week. And sometimes I have people say to me, like, I can't believe you see celebrities naked. Like, what do they look like? A number one. Obviously, I would never tell them because I'm no, yeah. But yeah. also, I'm just like, I genuinely don't see it. It's, it is like a doctor. And it's made me feel a lot more comfortable um, about going to the doctor and stuff. You know, like when you're so embarrassed to be like, oh, mm. please don't look at my bum or something. But no, <laughs> don't they truly do not care like I see well if they're looking at your bum and you've gone in for a sore throat you know it's you probably need to change your doctor <laughs> slightly worried <laughs> yeah you just you don't you genuinely don't see it and and another thing that is actually very refreshing well quite depressing and refreshing is a lot of girls come in and they're like oh my god please excuse my stretch marks please excuse oh, my cellulite please, and, yeah. and they so many people apologize for their bodies and I'm like why are you apologizing to me for your body like 
this is insane. But also it's made me realize that there is such a diversity of bodies. Like everyone has all these different things. Like everyone is so different. And that's quite nice for me to actually just see for on a personal level. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the podcast that you've released this morning. I'm, I'm going to, um, as soon as we've done this, I'm going to be listening to yours. I loved listening to your first episode last night. Absolutely loved it. Oh, thank you. Well, not to pull the rank card, but I actually did listen to this morning's episode today. Oh, so it, all right. Rub I it like in, to think I'm, I'm a bigger fan. So there we go. Be yourself. <laughs> uh, I, have, I mean, we have been talking about this for the last week. Since, since we found out that the law of attraction was sort of a big part of your life, Kelly's been try to talk to me about it for ages because I, I I personally don't get it or at least I don't understand it um and because I've never actively thought about it um so I found it really interesting just for, as an outsider to to hear for example when you said like you manifested the gender of your your first baby but Bohemia is it um yes. that's just uh, bizarre to me that that's that's possible and then um you you've alluded to us today that you knew that you were going to be working with celebrities and you can just manifest those things and I've got the I think the only exposure I've ever had to it myself is because anybody that knows me for more than 10 minutes knows that I'm one of the biggest Lewis Hamilton fans in the world and he's always talked about his uh, belief that he you can manifest things into being you can will things into being um and like yourself someone being so successful I guess it's proof that uh, maybe maybe it is possible uh, where, where did that all start for you I think about 10-15 years ago somebody bought me um, the book The Secret which is kind of what everyone starts off with with the law of attraction it's like the go-to book and I read it with a really open mind luckily I was raised by a mother who took me to spiritualist church um, when my sister got cancer she got a pot of crystals buried in the garden and everything was fine <laughs> like she she's very open-minded to these things and so when I read it I was just like, oh, shit, this actually, this this genuinely works. And I practiced it out on a few little things, a few small things mm -hmm. where when you get a result, it's so specific that you will know that the only way that you got it was because you manifested it. And it just grew from there. It's like the more that you practice it, the more your belief grows and, and you can you can attract more and more. And success doesn't look the same to everybody because some people are like well if you can do the law of attraction well how comes you don't have a yacht and you don't live in a million pound house and it's <laughs> like that to, to, that isn't success to everybody no. and also we all have limiting beliefs we don't we don't attract things we create limitations and for me you know I never went to university I was stuck in a job that I hated in the city working nine to five for me the biggest success would be buying a property in London, which seemed absolutely impossible, quitting my job and still managing to pay my mortgage, but actually not having to work, that seemed impossible. Um, just little things like that, that actually aren't so little. I, I now sit here 10 years later and I'm like, okay, I have two properties now. I have a salon in London. I work two days a week, but I'm not special or amazing for doing that. I've just harness the law of attraction and 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 in law of attraction there is action you know I haven't just sat back and wished for this mm -hmm. I have made it happen um but it does look different for everybody one of my biggest law of attraction manifestations was I wanted to get divorced I was in a quite a long marriage where I was quite codependent and felt like I couldn't do anything by myself and having the strength and courage to be like actually I can walk away and live by myself and catch my own spiders and and book my own holidays that was a big thing but to other people that might look like a a failure 
oh no, she's on her own. She's a single mother. But for me, that is a massive achievement that I can do that. Yeah, huge, especially with with all the projects that you got going on as well. Like to be able to manage that and I mean, owning a salon, I imagine on its own is a mind boggling and terrifying task to many. So to do that with being a single parent and having twins on the way, I, I mean, hats off to you. It's I, I I struggled I struggled to cultivate house plants. I really don't know how I deal with with, with the kids keeping a child alive. <laughs> Yeah, probably not, not you know, great for me. Sorry to interrupt, Josh. You know, with you saying about your sister putting crystals in the in the garden, I've also got another book, and it's called The Little Book of Spells. And I actually brought this from ASOS. And it is, as well, it's about getting rid of negativity, and it's all natural healing. And, you know, if I'm feeling a bit negative, or if, say, me and my partner, if we've just had, like, a lover's tiff, I've got sage, and I don't know if you do the same, but I go around and sage the whole house to burn out negativity. So Yeah, I mean, it smells terrible, though, doesn't oh, it's, it? I it's, do not like it. It smells like... It's like weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, mine, smells, mine smells all right when I do it. Maybe I'm doing it... Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've got oregano instead. I don't know. <laughs> It just smells like pizza. I think anything like that, you know what, even if it doesn't actually work, the act of you doing it and feeling like I'm cleansing this area, that in itself is enough. The fact that you are physically doing it. I've done it every new house I've moved into. I made my daughter do a sage burning ceremony with me when we bought this house and people thought it was crazy, but it made me feel good and I feel good in this house. I don't feel scared. I don't feel, I don't feel like anyone's watching me like a spirit. And, uh, I'm quite happy with that. See, I've got a friend called Charlotte who lives in London and it was her that introduced me to all of this. And I'm not going to lie. At first I was like, LOA, what does that mean? And then she's like, Kelly, it's the law of attraction. I was like, what is that? And, um, you know, that's when she started sending me links to books. She's like, you know, you need to be in balance with the universe. I've got a Dr. Wayne Dyer book that is being in balance. And I'll, I love Wayne Dyer. Oh, he's amazing, isn't he? This, just for the record, I'm sure. Have you been to him? He has a podcast, you know. What? He has a podcast, Wayne Dyer. Yeah, look at him up. Right. It's great. Right. The rest of my day is going to be filled, like, listening to your Come podcast. On, and you're rest. a real fan. You'd have known that. <laughs> I just read books. I like reading the books. But yeah, I'm, me too. I'm so nice. thankful for my friend introducing this to me because so many things have changed. And it just shows the possibility of it. Like I say, referring back to you, Francesca, everything that you've got and the belief of like, you know, with your salon, how it's award winning. Like, do you have to sign up for that? Or is it just a case of like, I'm not sure how it works you know for you to get in for these awards but I can imagine when you was told you was sort of qualified for it I think um I bet you just thought I've won that award I'm there I'm holding that award but again I'm not 100% sure how it works with being qualified for the awards if that makes sense I actually got nominated for it so I didn't nominate myself but the first time I got nominated I didn't I didn't win it and I looked at who did win and it was some salon in Mayfair that 
I looked at their website. They didn't have anything about uh, sun safety and, and skin cancer and the risk, which I think is a massive part of promoting spray tanning. Um, they didn't have any celebrity clients advertised. They had about 400 followers on Instagram. And I just thought, why on earth have they won? That's a bit of a scam. So the second time I got nominated, I put together that little like resume that I sent you. And I just spent about half an hour putting together all the celebrity clients I'd done, all of the TV shows I'd worked on, all the corporate clients I'd worked on. Because I've worked with quite a lot of corporate clients as well, like IMG models, storm model management, all that kind of stuff. And I just thought, I have to win. Why wouldn't I win? And alongside as well, I think is really important, particularly these days, being a woman-owned, woman-run business, specializing in treatments, being 100% green energy. Our entire salon is run by green energy. I love that, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and it's just little steps like that that I think sometimes the beauty industry, we are classed as being a little bit ditzy and perhaps we don't think of these things whereas I feel like I really wanted to make sure that we're on top of these things we are run by um, green energy and we have cut our plastic use by half in a year so when I put that together I thought if I don't win this is (laughs) this is a fix (laughs) and sure enough I won so it's not a fix once you've got your mind set on it it doesn't sound like you're not you're not going to achieve anything you want to Uh, with how, how are you feeling about the whole plastic situation because obviously we're going to have to go back into like using the single use plastics a lot more with with we're seeing a lot more like gloves masks that sort of thing sort of in the post corona world is that have you found any sort of ways around that or I think it's a bit of a necessary evil, unfortunately, at the moment. I think masks, um, a lot of people are making fabric masks now. And I think it's brilliant that so many people, so so many little little, um, hand makers, that's not the right word, so many small businesses. businesses. What are they called? Like craftsmen. seamstresses thank you yeah my sister went and bought five the other day and it's from some little old lady with a sewing machine and I thought well Mm. god bless her heart like how great to give money to people like that not Amazon and where they're being mass made in factories in China reusable washable cloth masks the gloves we've all been told are pointless don't bother with them Um, and hand sanitizer is actually a carcinogenic it does cause cancer it's not great for you but I think you have to weigh up the pros and cons at the moment At, at the moment I think using it short term is obviously a good thing but Mm -hmm. yeah I mean the coronavirus has affected our salon massively hair goes back on the 4th of July which unfortunately I'm not anything to do with Mm -hmm. Um, but they've had to put in huge perspex screens they've had to have full PPE we've had to rip out our waiting room we've put so many measures in place so although yes we can open the hair profit side oh Sorry. Oh, I just realised I haven't had this my laptop plugged in and it's just saying low battery. Hold on. <laughs> no problem. Bear with. Bear with. <laughs> oh no, and now my dressing gown's falling down. Hold on. Salon Stories is brought to you by hairdressingsupplieslincoln.com, one of the UK's largest independent wholesalers. They've got a huge range of products from like hair dyes, electricals, styling products to shampoos. Uh, You can also get next day delivery. And when you use the code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, you get a nice little 5% off your entire order on us. Sound good? Great. Anyway, back to the show. I'm back on my ball. Right, hold on. So what are we talking about? They are good though, aren't oh, they? Yeah, the hair side. Balls. So the hair side have managed to go back on the 4th of July, but for beauty, we still have no date of when we can go back. And so 
Are you yeah, letting that worry you? Are you just trying to focus on the positives that you can control? Um, yeah, I'm trying to focus on the pos- positives that I can control. That's the reason I started the Law of Attraction podcast is because I was sat at home and I thought the traditional way in which I earn money, I cannot do anymore. I can't do this. I'm just at home. What can I do? And so many people had said, why don't you turn your channel into a podcast? And I was like, now is the best time to do it. So I'm trying to focus on things like that and what I can control. I mean, we can run aesthetics clinics. So they're opening up from the 4th of July as well. Mm -hmm. But in terms of lashes and tans and everything, I think it's going to be at least a month later. I think that's so weird not having a date, isn't it? It's just the unknown, isn't it? But I think given, you know, the client base that you've got, I don't think you'll have any worry anyway when you open. You're going to have such a waiting list to get through. So, yeah, I think you'll be fine when you open. I mean, if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, I'm going to come to you for beauty treatments. Well, you know, I also do it up here now. So I'm in Necklam Village, so very close to Lincoln City. What? And I'm now doing it from here. Yeah. Is is it uh, from, from a home or is, have you got a salon? Yeah, I'm just doing it from home at the moment. Actually, what I want to do, ideally, so the N7 Collective is, um, N7 is our postcode in North London. Right. And my idea was always that I didn't want to buy a salon and then employ people on a base rate, hourly rate, and they were kind of a jack of all trades. I really wanted to empower other business women to run their own businesses alongside mine. You know, we share a lot of clients. We all get the benefits from being specialists in our own area. And I really want to replicate that here in Lincolnshire. I'd love to do it at Burton Waters. I used to live there and I love the Beautiful marina there. Place, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy. I love it. <laughs> So if people local to the area then want want to find you for uh, for tanning and lashes as soon as we're back, where can they do where can they do that? Where can they find you online? I'm on Instagram at Fabeauty, which is F-A Beauty. Um, and I'm just doing it from home here in Nettleham um, as soon as we're allowed, basically. The long-term plan up here is I would like to start the LN1 Collective, which would be the same as the one in London, which is, you know, I know a great guy up here called James Albon who does nails. His nails I know insane. him. I love Isn't him. him. Oh. He's a dream. Oh, my God. Um, there's a lady called Debbie Sewell that does m- the most incredible hair. There's a co- Oh, and Lizzie's hair extensions. There's a lady called Lizzie. She does the most incredible cold fusion hair extensions. And I just think, actually, if you gathered all these people together in a beautiful place yeah. such as the marina at Birth and Waters, I think it could be really massively life-changing for everyone oh, up here. Yeah. Life-changing. Oh, honestly, James is lovely. He's done my nails a few times. I actually met him at his um, birthday party that he had. I think it was his 40th. And that was the, that was the first time I'd met him. And I was just like, oh, I love this guy. He's so lovely. He's great. I, I don't know how he manages to do nails with such long nails himself, but he does. I know. He does it well. I bumped, he managed to do anything with such long nails. I, I've I bumped never understood into, it. I bumped into him. Sorry, Josh. I bumped into him a couple of weeks ago and I had my youngest daughter with me and she was like, oh, his nails are really long and pretty. How does he do it? And I was like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But he is amazing. Like I'm like even more excited now because now I know that you're in Lincoln. It's a game changer for me. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I haven't actually suggested this to James or Debbie or Lizzie yet. <laughs> you are, I'm afraid you have. <laughs> I'm just visualising it. It will happen. It will happen. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to really thank you for um, for for taking the time 
um, to 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 well to spend some time with, with us today and uh, educate us a little bit about sort of like your way into the industry and um, before before you go, I've just got a couple of questions that like I, I, I wanted to to pose to you. Um, my my dad of all people, who's not at all interested in the hair industry, he just loves people, um, and he, he 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 wanted me to ask you um, if you had the option to, to let more people know something that you feel not enough people know about you as a person, what would you want people to know about you? Fuck, that's deep for your dad. He's, well, he, I, he is a preacher. <laughs> is he? Yeah, I'm literally son of a preacher now. <laughs> I did promise that. You after. are. <laughs> um, I think it's that I'm actually incredibly hardworking. Um, um. I remember a couple of years ago, I was sitting having breakfast with two of my friends, like two of my old, old school friends. And my friend was selling her house and I was talking about my flat in London. I was really lucky. I managed to buy it during the 2008 crash, £135,000, and it's now worth over half a million. And yeah, it's insane. I can't believe that I got it at that price. And she basically just sort of sat there and said, well, you didn't really buy it though, did you? Because didn't didn't wasn't it just like the stories you did in newspapers and it's like I think I there's this impression that I haven't really worked for some of my stuff and that it's been given to me or Mm. that you know what I nearly called law of attraction changed my life I'm not lucky because so many people used to say well that's just luck you're just lucky that that happened to you or you're lucky that you got that money and it's like I have consciously created everything that I've had in my life and I've worked really hard. Yes, it's good to visualize and stuff, but I've worked, like I was saying, you know, when I had a full-time job, I used to spray tan in my kitchen until 10 o'clock at night. Some people aren't willing to do that, but I was. And it's all those little steps that you take that eventually, you know, loose women didn't just contact me on a whim and say, do you want to come and do this? It's because I'd put myself out there to so many different people and was willing to do work for free, willing to do work for very little. Um, And I think that's one thing I'd say is I'm not lucky. Like this hasn't just happened to me by chance. This hasn't just happened. I haven't got all these celebrity clients. Like you say, they don't just turn up at your door one day. It's because I have actively tried I've tried with all of it and I've tried my hardest within my field and I'm quite proud of that before we go there is there's something that we we want to be asking sort of everyone that we speak to um because in the salon industry there's there's so much that can go wrong beauty and, and hair is such a personal thing we just wondered if you you ever had like um have you got like a, a salon horror story for us or something that, that really just did not go the way you wanted it to. A couple of years ago, I got asked to do um, Undercover Boss for Channel 4. And they wanted me to go out to this old rich man's house out in, I think like Pinewood or Elstree, somewhere around there. It was a trek. (laughs) um, And spray tan him for the show. They wanted to film me spray tanning him. So I was like, I've got it. I'm fine. I know how to do this. Let's do it. So packed all my stuff up, got in my car, drove there. Of course, London traffic, it took like two hours to get there, even though it was about five miles away. And when I turned up, I opened my bag and it's every person's worst nightmare. My spray tan gun was not in my bag. So without that, you you can't spray, you can't, you can't do a spray tan. You can't do it. You have like a paintbrush or something or... (laughs) 
Like it was the most horrifying moment oh, of my God. life because I was being paid quite a lot of money as well to be there. Mm. And I just thought, this is such a schoolboy error. And it, there's that horrible moment of dread where you think, do I just say, oh, I'm just going to pop out to my car and get something and just drive and don't stop and just don't ever come back? <laughs> just go and I thought, no. <laughs> That was a serious consideration for me. <laughs> and then I thought, no, let's just be grown up and be honest. And I just said, I'm so sorry. I've, I've, I'm missing part of my kit. So I had to hunt down with a TV researcher for two hours for a local person calling local salons, local um, mobile people saying, I know this sounds really weird. And people thought we were just like hoaxing, but mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to borrow your spray tan machine for half an hour and I'll give you a hundred pounds. And so many people were like, no, sorry. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um, and eventually this lovely lady who lived locally, she, of course she was onto a good thing. She's like, sure, I'll get in my car and come round. Mm. Came round, lent me her spray tan uh, machine for half an hour. I lost a hundred pounds, but I did get to put it on my resume and I get yeah, you got a on good my story. Yes, I got the glory of being on Undercover Boss for all of three seconds. And so yeah, it was it was worth it in the end. But I felt so unprofessional and I, I was so angry with myself. But Mortifying, what can you do? Yeah. Well, you survived it at the, at the very least. So And you've got a good I never story. got any more calls from Channel 4 after that. They're lost. I mean, the fact that you got any calls to begin with from Channel 4 is a step up from us. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is true. Honestly. Thank you so much uh, for speaking with us today. We've we've massively enjoyed speaking to you. I, I've, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, uh, Kelly's smile is about as big as a head. Uh, where can if, if you if you got like a, a personal or a professional Instagram um, for N Seven or uh, the Law of Attraction that you you want people to follow or. Yeah, so I've got five Instagrams. Oh, okay. I don't know how much time we got. Go for it. <laughs> I'm trying to prioritize them. So um, if you are interested in knowing more about the law of attraction, it's law of attraction changed my life. Um, and then for my beauty one up here, mm-hmm. it's just called FA Beauty. So Fab Beauty. Um, and if you want to just see pictures of things I've painted in lockdown, pictures of my bump complaining about sciatica, I'm at Francesca Amber as well. <laughs> or pictures of my daughter in a poppy field. That's not what it mainly seems to be at the moment. Moment. um yeah amber honestly thank you so much this episode of salon stories was sponsored by hairdressing supplies lincoln.com it was edited by josh reese and produced by alice leonard don't forget to subscribe and please do give us a positive review as that really does help us out a lot uh, also if you want to see a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes follow us on instagram that's at salon stories pod thank you ever so much for listening and we'll see you next time for the next salon story